0: I'm Susan. Hey, it's Samantha. And we are here. It is end of December and happy new year. 2018. Happy new year. Happy holidays. As we head into 2019. Good Lord. Crazy. I know this year flew.
1: Can't wait for 2018 to be done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tough year. I,
1: I'm at a loss. Yep. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Putting all my chickens into 2019. Well,
0: let's look ahead. Because we have some exciting things that are happening in 2019, including um, Kelsey on our team here is having a baby. Whoop. And so is Jeff's wife is having a baby. So all in March. Very exciting.
1: Get out. Get Both out. Both of oh, them and yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be fun times around here.
1: Okay. Um, is Jeff already a parent? No. Is this, okay. So two so, new parents in your- Two new parents. Yeah. That's a that's going to be adjustment for you, boss. It sure is. Boss yep. lady.
0: Yep. Yep. That's awesome, though. No, it's great. It's great for them. Very exciting.
1: Hopefully, all these podcasts have taught you both a few things.
0: Well, that's one of our topics today. We're going to talk about what we wish we knew before we became parents. Okay. Okay. So that's topic number one. Okay. Topic number two is going to be traveling for work. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. I feel like I might
1: have mentioned that to you after my last trip, and it's all escaped me. But maybe you can-
0: keep jogging the cobwebs. I know.
1: Maybe something you say will jar my memory. Okay.
0: okay, good. And then I thought we would talk about not, not so much New Year's resolutions, but like hacks for the new year, things that we are going to do in the new year. Sure. I look at September as the start of the year. I don't really look at January anymore because right. I feel like fresh start, kids' school, me teaching, all of that. But, you know, okay. we're going to turn a new calendar. So let's Let's talk about that. See what that. we got. Yeah. Uh, so, this uh, segment is sponsored by Gregory's Coffee. Uh, okay. Downtown DC. Check it out. It is a great spot if you want to have meetings. There's a lot of great coffee shops floating around DC now. There's Phil's Coffee, there's Joe and the Juice, there's Compass Coffee. But Gregory's seems to be the one that's just a little bit of a notch ahead. Really?
1: Okay. So, I, I did try Compass. Compass is excellent. Excellent.
0: You They're mean in good. Roslyn? Well, there's one across from the Verizon Center, which is not called the Verizon Center anymore. It's called Capital, Capital One Arena.
1: So the, the one in Roslyn, which I've been in, is if you go upstairs, there's some nooks and crannies in there where you can sit and have a good, quiet conversation. And coffee's great. But go back to Gregory's.
0: So it's just I feel like they have sweet treats, vegan friendly. Um, and I just feel like they hire really well, which mm. is, of course, so important. Right, you just go in. Phil's coffee hires really well, too. And people are just engaged. They're excited you're there. Um, I just feel like it's a, it's a very comfortable place to go to have a meeting and just to catch up with people, whether it's professionally or okay. personally. So check them all out.
1: Okay, Are they so are they a franchise or are they just one shop? No,
0: so uh, Gregory's is in New York. Oh, okay. Uh, I think there's 20-something in New York. There's seven in D.C. now. Oh, okay. And then they're going to other cities. I asked um, when we were there a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. So I hope they continue to grow and, and do well. All right, very good. I'm going to check them out. Excellent. So let's talk about uh, motherhood. Yeah. And what it was like... <laughs> We, we don't have enough time, Susan. I know, I know. <laughs> but let's just try to give Kelsey a little bit of uh, background for what she's in for. Okay. The good, the bad, the ugly, you know, just sort of your thoughts on what you were expecting versus what didn't happen. Sure. Um, so why don't you start us off and then I'll- Oh, I'll, me start us mm-hmm. off? Um, so there's so many
1: categories here. So there's the category of right immediately following birth when you're still in the hospital. hmm um, I could go that route um, some folks may want to turn off because it's TMI okay um, or, or I could go into like the first like month or two uh-huh or I could go into the last 15 years I mean where where are we are I we... think
0: let's talk like the first couple months of motherhood
1: okay and how
0: that shifts your perspective how it shifts okay you as a person
1: yeah I found the experience very centering and very, um, after the birth of my first child, I found myself feeling extraordinarily focused in a way that I never was before. Mm-hmm. I felt like I, um, finally understood what my purpose was in life. I finally understood what mattered. I'm actually looking at Kelsey as I say these mm-hmm. things. Um, and she's smiling. And, um... I was told when I went back to work, you know, after a few weeks that, um, I, I had, I seemed better. Like I seemed like a better employee. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that having children and you can't feel it till you do it just gives you this very satisfying, solidifying sense of self. Um, and I know that this is not the case for all women. And I, and I'm, I don't mean to say that it is, just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a very stabilizing, settling, satisfying experience for me. Right. Um, and to this day, I feel like a a. I try harder and I work harder at being a good human mm-hmm. because I'm a mom, but also a, I'm a better employee because I can triage problems and assess and manage my time and I really know what's important and I feel like a lot of people before their parents kind of struggle with the hierarchy of what's important
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so yep what do you think so I, I I agree um I feel like um having a child is an amazing exercise in just time management um I used to think I was busy before I had kids and my friends and I joke about that. Like remember when we thought when we had to go out to dinner with our friends and like go to the gym, like how it we were so busy. Um, and I think it just every moment matters when you become a mom. And I think the whole focus thing, um, I'm glad to hear you say that because I did feel like, oh my gosh, I'm responsible for this other person. And I have to make sure that I'm using every moment I have as effectively as I can, and um, just knowing, you know, saving for college and and providing whatever I could to make childhood or babyhood the best possible um, situation is is something that um, is pretty amazing. It's a pretty awesome responsibility. It is,
1: but I also I don't want people to hear when I say this that um like I'm super mom or tiger mom or anything because it's as much about um balance and um perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean it is an awesome responsibility, but I work very hard at keeping the household really chill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and so things that I've let go of. Um the house doesn't need to look perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have comfortable clutter. Um, I maybe sweep the floor once a week and then the, you know, cleaning lady will do it the other week. But like, I don't, I used to obsess about how clean my floors are and does is everything in its place. Mm -hmm. And you can drive yourself insane once you're taking care of other humans Mm -hmm. doing that. Um, You know, Things that were like just really important to me before just just aren't anymore. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, you know, I used to like derive a lot of um, enjoyment out of watching certain shows like during the week or whatever. And now if I miss them, it's kind of like, huh, you yeah. know, um, I tell my kids to this day, the 15 year old and the 11 year old, like sometimes I, when I go to wake up the 11 year old and I lay down on his bed with him. And I'm like, cause he's, his, his mattress is on the floor. He doesn't want a bed. So mm-hmm. we just have this like full mattress on the floor and he's, it's kind of cave like and he loves it. He's got like furniture around him. And so sometimes I'll dive in there in the morning and it is literally like Christmas morning, every morning to yeah. have children, um, that you just, um, uh, love so much and they put joy in your heart so much. Mm-hmm. And you know, they get excited for that one morning of Christmas, but every morning feels like Christmas yeah. literally for me. And I kiss my children and I I hug them genuinely and um I mean that uh, you know, making sure that they leave my house as great citizens is is my sole purpose at the moment. Uh-huh. You know, and and ensuring that they still wanna come visit me when I'm old and gray will be my purpose after they've moved out. Right. So.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. And I and I think also when you hear validation from other people about what good kids you have is amazing. Oh, it's, it feels
1: good. Um, And at the same time, I think, you know, as you're working and just, you and I have talked about this a lot, like modeling for them, mm-hmm. you know, what it means to be a good citizen and, and a hard worker and, but also not a, not a, not a dumb worker. Right. Like someone who really knows how to, you know, worry about the right things at the right time. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, um, it is so fun and it is chaotic and it is, um, every once in a while you have these moments where you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the sweetest, best experience ever. Um, and I I think it's just, um, something that you can't control. Like I, I am a pretty neat person and I remember one time my sister's kids were at my house and one of them spilled like a carton of yogurt. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, because I didn't have kids around. And she was like, oh, you're in for it when you become a mom. And now it, it's so funny because I am so chill. Like I thought I would be a little bit more uptight, but it's you just realize that those are the things that are not important. They're
1: not like when, you know, shit breaks because kids break things. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to get pissed and, and like – my parents, I mean, my mom just, I mean, there's too many layers there to even unravel, but you know, she would go ape shit if we broke something. Yeah. And I just made it so, um, I just made sure that my kids didn't feel punished for just accidents, Right. you know, right. so they break shit. Like I remember when Max was about three months old and I got home from work and I didn't change my clothes and I just wanted to hold him, and I was holding him and I was wearing like a pretty expensive blazer, like a maybe it was cabbie or whatever, and mm-hmm. it was like embroidered and it's not the kind of thing you you spot clean, you don't dry clean or right. anything. And he youked all over me. Uh-huh. And I kind of just shrugged my shoulders because it was like, Whoa, oh, what's the matter, baby? Yeah. It wasn't like,
0: fuck.
1: Yeah. My jacket's ruined. Right. I really didn't care. Yeah. And I think at that point forward, you kind of really get. What's important now, all of that said, and you and I are kind of in agreement on all this. Yeah, I mean, you know, sleep is different. Mm -hmm. Um, Peeing is different. There's a great (laughs) scene in the movie, (laughs) This is 40, Uh where her friend talks about like, I could sit down on a hydrant hard and not feel anything. (laughs) And it's so true. Uh And you kind of like shower spray pee. There's no stream anymore. (laughs) I mean, there's all... I'm looking at you, Kelsey. Yeah. Like, um. So there's all these like physical things, yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, my my boobs just—they didn't even say goodbye. They just they left. Just left me. Yeah. <laughs> they just went." Um. So all of that happens, but I mean, unless you're like in Hollywood and you make your money off of your looks and your body, I feel like you know it. That also just became so much less important. Yeah. Like bikini body. Like fuck that. Right. I mean, you know. I love me. My husband loves me. I'm amazed at what my body could do for those boys. Yeah, um, It's different fitness goals. It's different goals now. Uh uh-huh. I just want to be limber enough to sit on the floor with my grandchildren right. at some feel point. Right, and feel
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when I do races now because I really started doing like triathons and stuff like that after I had kids. And it just puts a goal in my head on a date that I have to do something. And I just want to finish and feel good. Like that's honestly people are like, oh, don't you care about beating this time or this? And I'm like, I honestly don't. And I, the pre kid me would definitely want to beat something. Beat your last time. My last time or whatever it is. But as long as I finish and feel good, I'm good with that.
1: Yeah. And like the sleep and, you know, the other stuff, like I remember, you know, when I first had Max and, you know. Roger would come home and it would sort of be like everybody looking at me to make dinner. And there was for a good six months, there was like this resentment. Yeah. I I definitely didn't transition well with that. Um, But now like now I'm at a point where, and you and I've talked about this, like I derive a lot of joy and gratitude out of planning the meals for the week and making sure there's a meal on the table and that we eat together when we can, Um, I mean, I, I no longer feel, I think that transition can be hard. Um, cause you're like, oh, on top of everything that I was already doing, why does this automatically fall on me? And I remember very clearly having this conversation with Roger when I was about to give birth with my first son. And I said, you know, are you gonna, are you gonna, is it gonna be 50, 50? I want to know, is it going to be 50, 50? And he said, it's going to be a hundred, a hundred. And nice. I was really shocked by that answer. Uh-huh. Um, you know, love him to death. It's not a hundred a hundred. Right. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, he is um
0: Everything I could ever ask for, and of dad, yeah, of these well, kids. Well, I think it's just so generational that it's so different than it was when we were growing up, where the dad was just kind of the guy who came home and read the paper and got the good lord. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting and yeah. in how involved dads are now, which is amazing and as it should be. Yeah, right. Good, awesome. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about travel for work because you went on a trip to San Francisco, and something happened on the way back. Are, I,
1: did i did so so i did a lot of travel this year yeah um some of it work some of it personal not a lot of it that cuz i wanted to mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't stuff that i was like ooh i want to do this um i don't love flying i used to fly i'm okay um i don't love it and if it's turbulent i'm um scared shitless yeah. i don't do well with turbulence so this one trip, I think, was a little bit doomed from the start because it was to present a paper that I had done for a client to a crowd of about 100, which that's fine. But it was a 20-minute presentation that I needed to fly from D.C. to San Francisco to make oh, and wow! stay overnight. So fly two nights away from my family across the country for 20 minutes, unpaid. Um, they covered my travel costs. Um, and you know, I asked them if I could Skype the presentation and whatever, and they're like, No, it's so important that you're here, and you know, you can market yourself, you can network with people. Okay, so whatevs. So, the flight there was, um, the most turbulent flight I've ever flown on in my life. The whole way, the whole way. It was at night, it was cold, and it was like that, you know, jet stream going across, and, um, I white knuckled it the whole way, Mm -hmm. and it was upsetting and scary. Um, And um, the presentation was fine, but these weren't folks that network, these weren't folks, there wasn't, it wasn't set up that way. Okay. Um, They were all getting CEC or CEU credit for attending. Um, They were there to get their credits and go. Um, They weren't interested in getting to know me or what I do, or none of them were in positions to hire somebody. Wow. So from that perspective, that was kind of a a dud. And then the flight home, it was so turbulent that I filmed the wing of the plane, you know, bouncing up and down to show my kids. Yeah. And the, and, and, and the only thing that saved me were all the children on the plane were like, we, it's like a roller coaster. This is fun. And I was like, dear God, thank, you know, I know too much. Yeah. Like, and the pilot doesn't say anything. So You have these thoughts of like, when I travel on a plane and it's scary, either I want my whole family with me so that if shit goes down, everybody's going, everyone's going. Yeah. That makes me feel very settled and fine. Or, um, that trip, you know, there's, it's gotta be worth it. Mm -hmm. And it
0: just wasn't worth, worth it. That's tough. Yeah. I used to travel a lot more for work. And now I think just with technology and, um, I don't have to travel as much, which is nice, but I also don't travel as much for fun either. It's just gotten so expensive. Like airline travel has gotten so expensive. We wanted to go to the West coast. It's ridiculous. It $4,000 for five of us to fly out there Yeah. over, um, the weekend of New Year's and it's right. just too much. I
1: looked into skiing and I even picked like Montana yeah. instead of like Colorado or, you know, wherever. And like you said, it, mm-hmm. it was going to be five thousand plane yeah. tickets alone, and that just is to get you there, or eight hundred just to get there.
0: Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay, um, that's reserved for the wealthy." Yeah, yeah. So we just haven't done a lot of it. Uh, but I, re- I was thinking back as you were talking, I, um, one of my dear friends who. Um, couldn't come to my wedding because she had just had her first daughter. So her daughter is now 15. But before she got pregnant, she went to a wedding in Hawaii. And it was one of those where this girl had gone to her her wedding. And so she felt like it should be reciprocated. She felt very guilty that she should go. And she went and um, the engine cut out over the ocean. And they had to land with just glide down. with no engine and so she literally thought she was going to die she called her husband and was like this is it i love you blah 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 and then they landed fine i mean of course it was where did they land somewhere in hawaii on the big island and she's so after that she was like i will never travel unless it's absolutely necessary because i, I mean, mean you that I, I have like butterflies in my stomach just hearing you relay that story yeah. like that yeah. scares the she said it was so quiet she just said it was the eeriest thing and when she recounts this story now it was like 16 17 years ago she's like it was just the oddest thing because everybody made a quick call what and then everybody just sat that, there
1: yeah what would they have done if the if it had cut out like I know. And they couldn't, they didn't
0: have the, they would have made a water the landing. Momentum. I guess. Yeah. What is a water? I don't landing? know. I'm not a pilot. Come on. I know. I know. I, I know. But that made me feel better that she might've still lived. But I, I, and I, it's so interesting because her wedding was three weeks after nine 11 and um, we all had, we both had friends from high school that had had. Passed Nobody away. was
1: flying in those week, those months after either. Yeah, like
0: we were all freaked out. She had half the people didn't come to her wedding because of that. Yeah, and she had gone to this wedding, and the girl from Hawaii did not come. Uh, I'm sorry, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's correct, that's correct. They were invited. And so, wow. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's interesting. I think the whole travel industry has changed so much. And I used to think it was like, oh, this is cool. I get to travel. And my father-in-law traveled a ton, like like probably close to 50 weeks a year he was gone. And and not just in the United States. He was all over the world.
1: Yeah, I don't want to travel for work.
0: Yeah, it's just, I, I love that there's like Zoom and Unless Skype. maybe I get to see a place. Right, that you haven't been. Like
1: or- if there's a company that's like, yeah, we're going to send you to London or we're going to send you to, you know, um, Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be interested on their dime to, mm-hmm. to check it out. But again, then there's that part of me of like, am I risking my life for right.
0: this job? Right, right, Yeah, I was asked to go with the MBA students to Cuba, um, which I think would be fun. And then this summer, they're doing a trip to Africa. And it's two weeks. Um, I wasn't asked to go on that one. But I heard all about it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's something I'd want to do in the future where they sort of get involved in different businesses that tourism and coffee are the two big industries there. Um, and so I, I might do it in the future because I feel like right. I always wish I traveled more when I was a kid. Uh, my kids have been pretty well traveled, but I, I just feel like sometimes it's not worth the effort these days.
1: Aren't there like certain air spaces that you don't want to travel through yeah. to like yeah.
0: Syria and, yeah.
1: you know, Especially Dubai. after this week. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Like, I just don't. Yeah. Certain airlines I wouldn't take. and Yeah. Yeah. You know. it, remember that plane that disappeared and we never, uh-huh. ever found never.
0: it? Never. Never. Not even a piece of it, right? <laughs> it happens.
1: So, yeah. Traveling for work. Wah, wah.
0: Wah, wah. So let's look ahead to 2019. So what are some things that you are interested in accomplishing or um, doing more or less of? You know... Um, I was trying to give this some thought on the way here
1: and we, I kind of said 2018 can go F itself because it was, it was not a good year for me. God bless you. If you had a good 2018, I'm happy for you. Um, for me, it was, um, shit on a stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, part of it was because, um, you know, I, I didn't have, you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of work in Q2 and Q3. Mm-hmm. I struggled really hard to, um, you know, financially and everybody suffers when we do that, when that happens. Um, I, I, you know, uh, rebounded a lot in Q4. I'm, you know, had a very solid Q4, which is great, but it doesn't make up for the damage that yeah. happened.
0: It's hard to come back out from that. Right. You can't recover. right? And
1: then, um, you know, the other part was my sister being sick. Right. Um, The other part was, you know, my dad's, you know, in the last chapter of his life Mm -hmm. and that's been hard. Um, And then all the shit going on from the, you know, political sense of things, Mm -hmm. um, all the horrible things that happened to, you know, disadvantaged populations. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of it just weighing on me and just um, horrible. So looking into 2019, the things that are on my mind right now are so basic. it's taking care of myself. Um, it's, um, you know, things that I work on all the time and just, you know, really bringing focus to it and an effort. Um, one, um, making sure that I really treat people well, Mm -hmm. like really focusing on how I make people feel when I interact with them.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, you know, making sure i take care of myself really well put my own mask on first mm-hmm. to carry on the flight Reality right. <laughs> that we were travel yeah um so whether that's eating right and um exercising seeing a therapist mm-hmm. you know whatever i need to do putting boundaries up and parameters up to mm-hmm. take care of myself and then just really um you know, trying to dial down my cynicism, Mm -hmm. because I think this year it was at an all time high. Yeah. So how can I flip that cynical feeling into more hopeful or optimism? Uh These are the things I need to work at.
0: Okay, that's good. That's a great list. Tough list. Tough list. How about you? So I think my um, big goals for next year are doing more meaningful volunteering. This year was a shit show for volunteering. No way. And, um, not based on what I saw you doing. Oh, no, you did a lot. I did a lot, but it was not, um, meaningful to me. Oh, okay. so I, I think just diving in and doing stuff that i saying being better at saying no and setting being up choosy at boundaries and realizing when it's not, you know, um, something that you're enjoying and, um, sort of set out the goals from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's one thing. Um, and then another is is just making sure that I keep sort of feeding the curiosity in me because I feel like the older we get, um, the less curious we become. And so I, um, our team is reading a book called Mindset right now, and it's all about two different kinds of mindset that people have. So it's either a set um, mindset or a growth mindset. Uh, fixed, not set. And uh, it's just really interesting because you realize that growth-minded people are curious all the time. And I was telling Kelsey when I, when I was talking about um, having children, one thing that's amazing is the number of questions that you get. Why is the sky blue? Why are tires round? You know, and it's like boom, boom, like the stream of consciousness. And then as we get older, we just sort of stop asking questions and stop trying to figure out how things work. And um, so I think feeding my own curiosity and then showing my children that it's important to stay curious.
1: Well, I think children help you stay curious. They do. Because they remind you that not everything is a set answer. Right. You know, my kids ask me stuff and I'm like, God, that's a good question.
0: Yeah. Let's go find that out. Right, exactly. So I think those two things um, are, are sort of bigger goals for me. And they're not anything that's like, you know, you set on a list and you sort of check it off. It's more of a feeling that you get um, of fulfillment and of um, just being happy with where you are. Uh, and I also just want to become a better professor um, and just keep learning about how to present and how to engage um, and how to build confidence in young women. That's a huge goal of mine. So I'm reading as much as I can on, on the confidence issue uh, and just continue on that journey as well because it brings me so much joy great and i think yeah. it helps me here at my company and it helps me with my kids uh and it just is um something that i feel like i was put here to do awesome which is a great feeling yeah that is a great feeling. so i want to grow that a lot in 2019 very good yeah very good so with that let's wrap up for okay. the week for the month for the year
1: hopefully all of you new parents or or looking out to be new parents picked up something that was picked up something (laughs) like (laughs) Sam's been drinking I've been drinking (laughs) not enough coffee yeah um picked up something worthwhile yeah um
0: I hope I didn't get people down about traveling for work but dude yeah Skype it when you can (sighs) for shizzle for shizzle all right happy new year we'll talk to you in 2019 talk to you soon thanks all bye bye